and welcome to the Commander Theory Podcast. I'm Nick Beatman, and I'm here with my friend, Zach Mack. Hey, everybody. So today was Comic-Con at Home, or more specifically, the Magic the Gathering panel for Comic-Con at Home, and Mark Rosewater gave a sneak peek at Zendikar Rising. So today, we're going to be giving uh, some of the major points from that talk, just uh, our take on them, and then our predictions based on that information. But before we jump into all that new info, I want to briefly talk about our Patreon. If you head on over to patreon.com slash commander theory, you can support the show and access sweet benefits for as little as $1 a month. If you aren't ready to be a patron yet, you can help us out by rating or reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. All right, uh, let's jump right into it. So... A lot of new information. I want to start off by saying that there were no new cards spoiled, but we did get to see a lot of new art. We learned about a new type of booster pack that are being produced for Zendikar Rising. We learned about some of the characters that are going to be returning and uh, got some hints at the mechanics. So I guess, where do you want to start, Zach? There's a lot to chew through. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do we want to get in to like art and get that over with because there are some hints about characters like we know some characters from the art then we can kind of get into some mechanics okay i want to do that that sounds good um so let's start off with what we know about the characters um mark rosewater said that there's going to be new versions of a lot of legendary creatures that were previously in zendikar sets and he made a point of mentioning that one of these legends is going to gain a new color and so, you know, I was looking through some of the options. I was thinking like, well, you know, Drana, she took on like a leadership role in the previous uh, Zendikar block, and maybe she's going to get white this time around. And then uh, our friend Rick pointed out that um, on the collector booster, you could see an image of Omnath. And uh, he's, well, he's got four arms. And on this new image, one of those arms is green, another is red, another is blue, and the fourth is white. So uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you may remember around the time uh, M20 was coming out and Omnath Locus of the Royal got spoiled, there was a joke going around yeah. that uh, the next Omnath would be four colors. Well, apparently that's what's happening. Yeah, I'm actually excited. Like if they actually have a reason for him to be four colors, then I'd be pretty excited about it. Yeah. Because I think like they're pretty hesitant to do it because it's hard. Um, but there's only so much design space that exists so like if they found a cool way to make four color omnath like yeah give it to me (laughs) definitely i uh i'm excited to see where they take that i think that um i was a little underwhelmed with the previous version of omnath because he like promised this elemental tribal aspect but he didn't really translate to a great elemental tribal commander no they they got another chance to get him right and if uh if they don't do it this time then five color omnath yeah look at another they got another lifeline i also think if this is the four color omnath that definitely we're gonna get a five color omnath oh yeah it's certain it's it has to happen it's the only like organic progression we've seen from one to five colors yes exactly all right uh Another thing related to returning characters, uh, there's going to be three Planeswalkers in Zendikar Rising. All of them are going to be returning characters, and they're going to be Jace, Nissa, and Nahiri. So this is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. 
like I'm I'm very happy to see Nahiri come back. She's one of my favorite characters, and of course she makes sense on a Zendikar set. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nissa, another Zendikar native. Um, Jace coming back. Uh, not sure what he's doing there, but that's fine. I don't know what the story is going to be, but um, I can imagine that Jace. It, th- my my guess would just be that like Jace is going to like talk to Nissa, who's and then Nahiri's messing up stuff mm. or something or maybe they make friends with her who knows i don't know we'll yeah. find out and it's it's a little tricky to see what the the conflict that this uh set is going to be centered around will be because one piece of information we learned was that there are going to be no eldrazi in the set um there's not going to there's going to be supposedly uh you'll be able to see the impact of the eldrazi on the world but all the eldrazi will be gone Yes, I do want to say, this is my in before, there's some art that was spoiled. They showed some art. It looked very Zendikari, um, like hedrons and islands in a swirling vortex and stuff. And there's this one picture of a volcano kind of floating on some like what looked like Eldrazi ruins. And my in before is that we're getting a new Valakut. There's no, this is just a gut feeling. Please do not take this, but I want to get that out there. Okay, all right. <laughs> You know, we ought to just have like a scorecard. Yeah, for, yeah. Our, for our predictions. Yeah, when when we start doing Zendikar, or when we complete the Zendikar previews, in addition to checking our scorecard for uh, playability predictions from Core Set 2021, let's also come back to these predictions. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty fun. All right. Uh, some more information. This one is not very surprising, but Zendikar Rising is going to be a land set. Um, and on a Related to that, we are going to have Full Art Basics return, which I don't think was ever in doubt, really. No, they, they said that's a staple. Ormaro said in his uh, little presentation that that's a staple of Zendikar. And I think if there weren't Full Art Lands, people would have questioned that more than if they were yeah, in the set. It's a land set. And um, Mark Rosewater mentioned that there's going to be two returning mechanics from previous Zendikar sets in Zendikar Rising. So given that it's a land set, I think Landfall is a shoe-in. Yeah. Uh, it's very popular, and it wasn't executed extremely well in uh, Battle for Zendikar. Uh, they, they really toned down the power level, and there was, weren't a lot of exciting Landfall cards. So hopefully this time around they can uh, kick it up a notch, really make some cards that are going to find their way into land-based decks and Commander. Yeah, and people want to play these Landfall decks, and they just are not up to snuff most of the time. Like a lot of the best things you're doing in your landfall decks when people make them are not the landfall triggers that you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's because you are able to loop something and get like infinite four fours or like infinite mana or that's that's not the landfall being fun. So I'm really hoping for a critical mass of like playable landfall triggers, please. Yeah, I mean we've only seen it in a handful of sets and uh you know, the, the BFC ones really didn't make much of a splash. So hoping hoping we get some more power pushed mm-hmm. into that. But let's talk about what we think the other mechanic will be. We've got our prediction, landfall. It's pretty much a lock. Um, but let's look at some of the other mechanics. Uh, we've got their storm scale scores here. We're not going to be talking about the Eldrazi-related mechanics because there's no Eldrazi in the set. So it doesn't really make sense to talk about, like, Annihilator or Ingest or Devoid. But the other mechanics from previous Endicar sets are, are all pretty much fair game. I guess we'll, we'll start off with the most flavorful traps. 
these are instance and sorcery or instance. I think they're all instance. Yeah. Um, that have an alternate cost that's cheaper if your opponent meets some sort of condition. Uh, they, they really want to give you that Yu-Gi-Oh moment of, of gotcha, you activated my trap card. Um, those are apparently a six on the storm scale. They were really visible in uh, original Zendikar. Uh, didn't come back in Zendikar Rising or in Battle for Zendikar, and so I'm not sure how likely we are to see these in a re- another return. What are your What are your thoughts on traps? I, I, just something kind of like the Valakut thing. Something in my gut tells me that traps are the thing we're gonna see return. Uh, they're really trying to reset Zendikar back to the first Zendikar and traps were things that people really liked about that set. There's more that we're going to talk about here. So obviously it could be wrong, but um, I just don't think they can do traps too often. And this is kind of my prediction for what I think we're going to see in this uh, return to Zendikar, return to return to Zendikar here. So that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. They are, um, there's not that many of them you can make that mm-hmm. feel good. It's like there's, they have to be an instant and then there has to be like some trigger that flavorfully contributes to the effect of the card. And there's only so many clever ways to do that. So I could 100% see if that's not what we're getting here. Yeah. I'm worried that in terms of gameplay, um, their traps like they always have somebody feeling bad yes either yes. like you got got like you did the thing and you you fool you've activated their trap card they they just destroyed you or you're the person who has this like six or seven mana trap stuck in your hand and your opponent isn't ever doing the thing um so that's not and super fun either but you know i i, I do agree with you that i think they are trying to reset it back to what made original Zendikar flavorful and fun and traps is one of the more likely options out of those mechanics. Mm-hmm. There are, as we're going to say right now, there, there are more options. So, all right, these, these next two are related. The first is the ally mechanic from Zendikar original Zendikar block. Um, this is a seven on the storm scale. It's a little bit parasitic rally from uh, battle for Zendikar was like sort of a, a soft reboot it made it so that you didn't have to be only playing allies it would confer benefits to the rest of your team and that's a six on the storm scale so a little bit more likely i think that this is a i think that some sort of ally related mechanic is likely i don't know if it is necessarily going to be the same execution as allies in zendikar or rally in battle for zendikar mm-hmm. i do also want to say that even if they just print cards that are allies with no mechanical tie-in, like no rally or no, like when this enters, all allies get this. Like that's still, if they're good cards, that still benefits those old decks. Yeah. So I, I, in some ways do hope we get allies, even if they're not mechanically important in the set, just because, uh, or good allies, not just like a two, two for two. So. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Like, um, at, allies definitely don't have to have their own mechanic it could just be a uh, creature type that's connected to the world and gets some tribal elements but it doesn't have to to have that the the uh doesn't have to have like an ability word or keyword mechanic or anything like that yeah so this is uh 
I don't know. I hope they can big brain that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really hope we see that instead of just like a three, one for two. That's an ally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so another ally related mechanic that I don't think is very likely to show up is cohort where you can a creature with cohort, you can tap it and tap another untapped ally you control to get some sort of benefit. That's an eight on the storm scale. The gameplay was not very fun. Yeah. It was only in one of the four previous sets or five previous sets on Zendikar. I don't think it's going to show up. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Uh, level up is an eight on the storm scale. It's a little bit confusing. Um, it requires a very specific type of limited environment where you're able to invest a whole bunch of mana into a single creature. I don't think that's super likely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple mechanics that are a bit that have appeared on Zendikar sets that are a bit more flavor neutral. Yeah. There's kicker, there's uh rebound, there's surge, there's multi kicker. Um and, and I would say support. Yeah. Yeah. So all these mechanics aren't flavorfully tied to Zendikar. Um kicker and has shown up in other places since it was on the first Zendikar set. Um, same with rebound. I believe support was also present in uh, battle bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a battle bond mechanic. Yeah. So they've seen reprinting in other places. They're not flavorfully tied to Zendikar. I don't know if we're necessarily going to see these in the set, especially if they're trying to, to center back or recenter on the flavor of Zendikar. Yeah. But there are a couple, there's a couple couple more Zendikari mechanics that I think would bring in that flavor. One is Awaken, which is essentially like a kicker variant. A spell with Awaken has an alternate cost where in addition to the effects of the spell, you also get to animate a land and put some number of plus one plus one counters on it. So that feels very Zendikari. I, I wouldn't be too surprised if that showed up again. Mm-hmm. And uh, although... Because the Eldrazi aren't around, it's not going to have the same mechanical meaning that it had in Battle for Zendikar, where you were creating colorless creatures that could interact with some of the colorless matter stuff. Uh, another mechanic is Converge, where you get some sort of effect that scales to the number of colors of mana you spend in order to cast it. Um, I don't. Th- so that was a six on the storm scale, not the most popular mechanic. And yeah. it also requires a really unique limited environment where you're able to cast a whole bunch of, or cast spells of many different colors. Yeah. And, and I do want to say that they kind of shot themselves in the foot with this mechanic last time. They really played it safe on the effects and how it scaled. So I think if we do see it, it would have to be ramped up at least a little bit. Just the, how many converged cards dc played in a normal commander game like uh i mean there's arguments to be made for painful truths i've mm -hmm. heard i've seen a lot of uh advocates for that card yeah i think that's like the only one though because like some of the bring to light is like a combo card in like modern yeah in like modern so like you don't really see that in command there are really no like super splotchy rares with it and i think that's a problem Mm. and also like zendikar isn't really the five color yeah like the five color environment the five color plane it's a land plane and so i don't know if that's uh flavorfully where they want to go with it yeah exactly not feeling good about it but the one i think has a pretty good shot um or one of the ones i think has a pretty good shot and the last on our list is quests so these are enchantments from the original zendikar block and these all have some sort of uh 
condition you must meet in order for them to get a quest counter. And then once you reach a threshold of quest counters, you can get some sort of effect. So some of the most popular ones that we've seen in Commander are, say, Beastmaster Ascension, where every time you attack with a creature, it gets a quest counter. And then once you've got seven or more quest counters on it, all your creatures get plus five, plus five. So not only is this uh, something that's like really resonant and iconic of the original Zendikar block, but it's also something that plays well in the Enchantment Matters themes from Theros Beyond Death standard. So I think that might give it a little extra point. Um, quests are currently a five on the storm scale. They're more likely than unlikely, but I, th- I think there's a lot of good contenders. Um, uh, I think like quests, awaken and and traps all have f- points in their favor, um, and they all feel very Zendikari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a ton of different effects you can do with this. There's a ton of different ways to get counters on them. I honestly feel like more so than traps. Like I could, I feel like if you were like design ten quests, I'd be like, oh okay, and I could kind of spit them out. And if you're like design ten traps, I'd have a little bit harder time. Yeah, really scraping the bottom of that well. I do think that that is something that could definitely be seen, and it'd be fun. I love the quests. Yeah, I, I like the gameplay of that a little bit more than traps because traps are like dependent on something your opponent is doing, whereas quests like you can build around it and you can ensure that it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and honestly, I see them happen a lot more than the traps. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess yeah, where do you want to go from here? Uh, I guess like from a commander perspective, what are you hoping for from this set? Yeah. Um, so I personally am hoping for commanders that let me build around the themes of the past. I'm hoping we do get a landfall commander that is good. And I'm hoping we literally have a commander with landfall on it. Mm-hmm. So you can do the trigger and you can feel good about it or that supports doing the trigger in a way that's uh, not as expensive and bad as Mina and Den. <laughs> that's something that I'm looking for. I'm going to let you go because I'm going to th- process this next point. So I'm looking for good landfall triggers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for good reprints of relevant cards. Um, it's, uh, as much as I hate to say it, I think that like Oracle Moldea might be a little too good for the current standard environment. There's just... Like ramping, the ramping rewards are so strong right now with Papa Ugin. Ugin. Yeah, Papa Ugin, please. So I don't know if that's likely, but it is possible, uh, given that there are going to be commander decks specific to Zendikar Rising, that we may see some of those popular staples reprinted in those sets. Especially because you know, if the Zendikar Rising precons are thematically connected to Zendikar, like Oracle Moldaya is the perfect choice for a reprint in those sets. Let's see. There's going to be two of these precons, correct? Yep. So I, I think it makes sense that one would be sort of land-oriented. That one is going to have, I believe it's going to have new legendary creatures, but other than that, it's going to be entirely reprints. Yeah. I think that if Zendikar Rising has some good landfall triggers, then you could make um, good landfall commanders and have enough meat there from like previous landfall cards, previous ramp cards, plus new ones being introduced in Zendikar Rising for that precon to really work and function as you would expect it to. In terms of the other mechanic, I would guess like allies would be the thing. 
uh, because there have been there's been an ally commander printed in the past. There's been allies from two previous blocks, and then I think allies in some form are going to be in this set. So I'm pinning my expectations on an ally precon and a landfall precon. Yeah, I think that is completely reasonable. I, I think you summed up some of the points uh, that I was thinking of and didn't know how to say. I'm really hoping... Um, this this is one of the points. Uh, another reason why I think like uh, traps might be involved is so they've been really pushing the blue black flash. They're they're saying this is a thing that's going to happen more mm-hmm. now. I could see that leading into a trapsy thing, and and so I'm I'm hoping basically that like I hope that we see them follow up on a lot of the lines they put down the last like year because mm-hmm. they've reformed a lot of the way they release sets and put out sets and put cards into sets, and they've kind of restructured um, some color pie aspects and like how certain tribes work and stuff, and I hope they just follow through with those expectations so that we can make decks out of those cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really what I'm hoping for. Um, I, does it matter to me if we get traps over quests? Like I would probably prefer quests just cause I like enchantments and I like the gameplay they usually offer. But, um, as long as the set does deliver on like, I can open a card, I can open a rare and uncommon and I can put it into a deck or I can make a deck around it and not feel dumb. Then I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Hmm. So that's, that's what I'm hoping happens here. And it seems like the way this year's gone, that's going to be true. Uh, Ikoria surprised me. I thought I would not like mutate or anything. And that was, that set was more fun than I thought it was going to be. So let's, if, if this is anything like original Zendikar, uh, barring the limited environment, I will probably love it a lot. Hmm. So one, one thing I want to just circle back to really briefly, um, I'm going to, continue uh to to behave as though the precon themes are going to be landfall and allies um and i I, i'd like to talk a little bit about like what those two themes need in terms of commander so i i mentioned this back when battle for zendikar and oath of the gatewatch came out but general tazri is not the perfect ally commander because like tutoring out a an ally of your choice just makes it so that you're you're seeing the best allies more often and you're not really incentivized to run a bunch of allies just like a few good ones like a toolbox of them i think that a better ally commander would give you some sort of um like copying effect or doubling up on triggers something that'll really reward you for having a whole bunch of allies or at the very least would like you know reveal the top x cards of your library and put and like get those allies rather than just tutoring out and pinpointing so that because if you're like searching from the top five cards or whatever you have to hit you have to have like a critical mass of allies to guarantee that that's likely to hit so i I think there's definitely room for an improved design for a five color ally commander in terms of landfall i think that i mean lord Windgrace was a really solid uh, yeah. landfall commander. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because uh, he like played with the, the graveyard and things like that. I'd hope that a new landfall commander would have probably like that same color identity because 
I really, really want to be able to play with Worm Harvest, and but like, there's a couple good red uh, discard outlets, things like um, Seismic Assault, or or even just being able to run like Omnath Locus of Rage, one of those really good landfall triggers. Uh, is there anything mechanically you're looking for from the legends in this set? I'm really hoping that we get a lot of the power, like we talk about, in specific areas. I'm hoping we get. Uh, if we get allies, we get an ally that supports the ally deck and not just like a kill spell or something like that. I, I'm hoping that um, they round up the power level and put it in the appropriate places. And I'm really hoping we don't get more staples. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired of staples. Like, yeah, that was definitely an issue with the with Battle for Zendikar is like, in terms of cards that made an impact on standard, it was the the Battle Lands, the Tango Lands, yep. uh, and Gideon Ally of Zendikar, but pretty much none of the themes from the set made it into standard decks. Like you didn't mm-hmm. see ally decks in standard. You didn't see landfall cards in large numbers. Yeah. It it was I I think a pretty big letdown. Like you see the mechanic and the booster pack you're like oh cool i want to play with this and then you do and you go oh Mm -hmm. oh i'm losing really bad (laughs) like there's just this promise of fun that never quite materialized so uh really hoping that they reward you for leaning in to something they did that the first time through with zendikar and uh, i think that's one of the reasons people really like it so I'm hoping that this time they just do that again. Just yeah. just lean into those themes again, give them the oomph they need, and it should be good. Yeah, the also like the development of Battle for Zendikar was um unusual. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like they knew that the lit power of when they were going into Battle for Zendikar, they knew that the power level of landfall and allies was a little too high. So they were pulling back, but this is also as they were transitioning to the uh, two block per year model. So it was like very tumultuous and they had shortened timelines for what they were trying to do. Yeah. And so they like pulled back, but weren't able to like, uh, weren't able to really hit the sweet spot. Yeah. So I'm hoping this time they've been with the model they have now for some time now. Um, I am just crossing my fingers to just see some good sets and honestly the last few sets we've seen have been great mm-hmm. I, i've been really excited with m21 i've been really excited with the Coria. I like eldraine for all the bot drafts like how bad they were like the set was great and like i play with a bunch of those cards now so i i'm just hoping that we see more of that mm-hmm do you want to touch on the set boosters and what that might mean? Yeah, let's just briefly, I think, talk about that because we we try we won't talk about it too much. But they have announced a new type of booster pack. It is called the Set Booster. Uh, they realized, I guess, uh, Mark Rosewater cited a statistic that they learned recently that uh, about half of all draft booster packs that are opened are not played with they're just opened and added to someone's collection so they were thinking like what is a way we can like give these people kind of what they want in just a booster pack like they don't have to deal with the constraints that go in a draft pack like 
only having a certain number of cards of a color because of color balance or power level concerns, uh, things like that. So they are announcing with uh, Zendikar Rising the set booster. And I'll just kind of, do you want me to go through what it is real yeah, quick? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, so set boosters are going to be maybe about a dollar more, they're predicting, than draft boosters. They're only 12 magic cards, but 14 cards total. Um, one of the cards is going to be an art card. Uh, and you have a chance of getting a signed art card. They said there's like 80 of them in this set, which is awesome. I loved those in uh, Modern Horizons. I love them in Modern Horizons. Um, I think I'll love them here too. It's really cool to just see the art on them. I use them for tokens sometimes. It's great. Uh, there's going to be a token slot. I'll get more <laughs> into that in a second. Um, there's going to be a land slot. Your land can be foil, and that doesn't go against your foil for the pack. Then there are going to be six... Uh, commons and uncommons and every common has a chance of upgrading to an uncommon they are also going to be thematically connected so we're in a normal draft booster you kind of have to have color balance like a certain number of blue red white black whatever cards you might get a set booster that's like a bunch of uh well we don't know but like thematically tied together cards maybe that's like a green red landfall or something like that we'll find out uh they have some extra oomph now there's a uh, showcase or some other type of card that will be in the pack that's going to be common or uncommon. Um, there's going to be just two cards that can be any rarity, uh, and they can also be showcase. So you have a chance of getting two mythics in the slot or like a mythic and a rare, and they, they post the percentages. You have your typical mythic, mythic or rare slot. Uh, so you're always guaranteed bare minimum one rare mythic rare. And then they have their foil slot. So you always are going to get a foil and it can be any, any card, but yeah, the token section, that's a very interesting point. So to get back to it, there'll be a token, uh, or ad card in the set booster, but a quarter of the time they're going to have this thing they're calling the list. Um, the token 25% of the time, uh, is going to have, instead of, a token one of 300 cards from magic's past much like the mystery booster they're just going to be printed like the last time we saw them with a little planeswalker symbol in the bottom left corner they spoiled three of them uh, i think nick tweeted them out but they're muscle sliver cloud goat ranger and pactum negation so um kind of from all over the place but yeah that's that's that and then they're gonna have collector boosters trap boosters and theme boosters like they've been doing so lots of different boosters this time. Do you want to get into what this means? There's kind of a lot of information I threw at you all. So um, I think it's this is a good mechanism for getting reprints out there. Um, good in the sense that it's like basically free. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's not something that like people really need to go out of their way to acquire like mystery boosters. It's just if if the half of people who are buying packs to crack them, not to play limited, not to draft or, or play sealed. Uh, if all of them switched over to this set booster instead of the draft booster, then that's an enormous amount of packs that are being opened. And even though you only have 25% of getting one of these cards and only one in 300 chance of getting a specific card, that's still a lot of cards being added into distribution. I think this could like it could make a dent on prices for a lot of cards. It's 
a little unfortunate that they are including things like muscle sliver or cloud goat that are have no financial uh, benefit to the person opening them. Yeah. Uh, it's not like mystery boosters where like you're you're actually building a deck out of these cards. You're you're opening these cards to open them, and hitting a cloud goat ranger doesn't mean anything. Whereas if you open a cloud goat ranger in like some sort of mystery booster or some sort of actual limited format, it'll make your deck better. Yeah. But hey, you know more pact of negations out there is probably a good thing. Uh, I I really can't wait to see the list uh, and see what kind of reprints we're getting off of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they, I, I kind of mentioned with the, uh, they have the slot they're calling uh, the head turner slot. It's it's the common or uncommon that's either a showcase or something else. Uh, we don't know what that means. I'm assuming it's just a card treatment, but it could literally be some other type of card or something. So um, I'm hoping that it, it seems like the set booster could do a lot of work. Um and really, really help out with these, like, uh, I, I kind of like the bloom tender problem mm-hmm. of like, this card has been way too much money for too long. Cause it was printed once in an old set. Um, so th- this really could, like Nick said, make a dent in this. And I'm hoping that it does. I'm hoping to see this. And honestly, like I usually don't buy draft boosters. I usually just typically buy, uh, singles, singles. Yeah. The cards I need. It's just, cheaper i really don't need that much of a collection sitting around uh like i do trade but like it's hard sometimes to find people who have what you need um this is just more fun so like i i probably will get some set boosters just because like it's gonna be way more fun to open this uh and uh maro if you are listening you 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 got me sorry (laughs) (laughs) it worked your your marketing worked um you'll finally get us to buy first-hand products instead of going to the secondary market (laughs) exactly so um there you have it there's uh this is i think the biggest change coming in zendikar rising um just the fact that this booster pack will exist and um they really have been kind of doing a good job on the reprint front i'm really hoping that this does help in the way that we think it's going to because uh magic doesn't need to be as much of a luxury (laughs) hobby as it's turned into yeah there's a lot of people who i think would love to play the game but just can't be as competitive as they want to and i think this might be a way to help yeah and i think all of us can really uh do our own part to help here like if you have friends who crack booster boxes and we have friends who'll you know buy a booster box of the latest set entirely to crack just encourage them to switch over to um these set boosters like it's going to that way you'll be like increasing the circulation of these cards on the list and doing your your own part to help with the reprint problem Mm -hmm. And and of course like you know if it does well if it sells well then Wizards is going to do more of it in the future and that'll get more cards out into players hands. Yeah. And honestly, this sounds like way more fun. <laughs> yeah. So the, hopefully it won't be too hard to convince them. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Zendikar first look, first predictions and, uh, new set stuff. So yeah. W- one last thing I want to mention on the subject of set boosters. I know we're, we're wrapping up, mm-hmm. uh, but it's important to note 
that the cost per rare or mythic works out to be the same between set boosters and draft boosters. So if you encourage your friends to jump on this, it's going to be the same value for them, but just a more fun opening process. Mm -hmm. And you'll get the art cards and you'll get the showcase cards in higher volume. So you'll probably end up with more uncommons than commons, which they'll like. So et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. If you have any thoughts about this, any predictions, you should uh, hit us up. I don't know. I'm excited to see like what this set is. They said they're returning to the spirit of old Zendikar, and I want to see how much they deliver on that. Um, and if you get some set boosters in the future, please give feedback to Wizards too if you liked and didn't like it, because um, they will probably make it better like they've been doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are my last two thoughts. All right. Uh, I want to give a brief thank you to our Patreon patrons. They are Bradley, Gustav, Ryan, Mark, Addison, Mason, Rick, Laser, Raphael, Kyle, Charlotte, Andrew, Tom, The White Clays, Aubrey, Hannah, Anthony, Andy, Dylan, James, Justin, Logan, Roger, David, Evan, Bryce, Dylan, Benjamin, Jason, Kyle, Jerry, Brandon, Eamon, Kevin, Kaidel, and Jeremy. Thank you all for supporting the show. It's because of you that we're able to uh, make new content for y'all uh get real quick turnaround on our episodes and uh continuing to produce episodes even despite the disruption in all our lives so we really appreciate your support if you're not currently a patreon patron but would like to become one please check us out at patreon.com slash commander theory thanks for listening if any of you theorists want to get in touch with us i am at commander theory on twitter and tumblr and zach is at fat bartleby on twitter Our theme song is Lincoln Continental by Entropy, and you can check them out on SoundCloud. Until next time, we're going back to the drawing board.